Hi and welcome to the Journalism Salute. I'm Mark Simon. In each episode, we'll talk to or about an interesting person or organization related to journalism. The intent is to show that journalists are not the enemy of the people. Thank you for listening. On this episode of the Journalism Salute, we are joined by Mia Maldonado. Mia is a reporter for the Idaho Capital Sun, having just actually started there. She had previously worked an internship there. She was previously also a breaking news reporter for the Idaho Statesman, and she was the recipient of the SS Internship Program, which we're going to have her tell us about that is specific to Idaho and specific to people of her background. Hi, Mia. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. So we start where we start with everybody. And I believe that your journalism origin story may be a little non-traditional. So I was hoping that you could fill us in on what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a recent college grad. I graduated in May and I studied Spanish and international political economy. I loved writing. I knew I wanted to study something that allowed me to learn more about the world. And so I I was looking for a job that would allow me to do that, a job that would allow me to connect with people, something that would change every day and something that I would enjoy. I wasn't sure what that would be. With my background, you know, I think all parents want their children to get a job that pays well. And that's of course important, but I really wanted something that would be fulfilling and make a difference in the community. So during the pandemic, I started watching a lot of Vice News videos, and I just thought to myself, you know, watching the journalists go travel and interview different communities, I just thought that would be the coolest job, and it has everything I want to do in a job, and so I don't have, I didn't have any journalism experience, I had never taken a journalism class, but I I was determined to try to find my way into this industry, and so yeah, I found the Voces internship, which is an internship for young Latinos to go into Idaho newsrooms. And thankfully through that, I was able to land my first job. So going back just a little bit here, on your Twitter page, you've you've have the flags of Mexico and Paraguay. And I'm curious, is there anything in your heritage or your upbringing that lends itself to telling stories? Yeah, so my mom's from Mexico and my dad is from Paraguay. And I think my immigrant background really plays a role into why I chose journalism. I was always really inspired by the stories and of my parents and about their childhoods, which a lot of that was the typical, oh, I used to walk barefoot to school for three miles or, you know, those kinds of stories that they would tell us whenever <laughs> we would complain. But, and, but that was the reality. And I just think, you know, there's the story about how they migrated here and started a family to pursue their own American dream. That was something that I I really just wished more people knew. And I come from North Idaho and there was a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. So I just, I I feel like I, I always wanted people to know other stories about the immigrant community in which they weren't portrayed as, as where they weren't portrayed negatively, I would say. All right, so let's explain the path that led you to your current job, if you can just explain it for us. Yeah, so um, senior year, like I said, I, I knew I wanted to, in college, I knew I wanted to be, 
I wanted to go into the journalism industry, but I had no experience. I had never written for the school newspaper. I had never taken a journalism class, but I was applying to local reporting jobs that had openings and several interviews into this one job. You know, I think hiring managers could tell I was interested in this job. And I, I, I really do think they wanted to hire me, but I had no experience. And so that's what really held me back. And so thankfully, I had a few friends that reached out to me that knew Nicole Foy, who used to be a Latino affairs reporter at the Idaho Statesman. And she was is the co-founder of the Voces internship. And they told me, hey, there's this internship for young Latinos. You should apply. And I, you know, coming out of college, I wanted to have a job ready and prepared, but I was like, you know what, this is really going to be possibly the only opportunity I will have to get that, that those connections into the industry. And plus it was founded by Latinos. So I just was like, this is, this seems, this seems right. And I was able to get my internship at the Idaho Capital Sun last summer, which was amazing. And then from there to the Statesman and then back to the Capital Sun. You've covered a lot of different things in your time. Where do your reporting interests lie? Minority affairs, definitely. And that's not just Latino affairs, but also LGBTQ affairs, refugee affairs, indigenous affairs. There's, you know, like I said, coming from North Idaho, it's I'm really drawn to those stories that aren't often in the news. So those are definitely my favorite stories to write about. So you worked as a breaking news reporter and a breaking news desk encompasses a lot of different things in 2023. I imagine there's some field reporting, but there's also things that are more along the lines of you see something that happened on the internet and there's an Idaho angle to it. What did that work entail? Breaking news is really broad. There's crime, courts, education, but also a lot of that job was covering rallies and going to the Idaho State Capitol building. And a lot of rallies, for instance, were small minority groups like the small Afghan community in Boise protesting against the Taliban or the Ukrainian community protesting against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And so when it comes to those stories, even though those communities might be smaller, I've, they there, there's an Idaho stance to those, especially when we have U.S. Senator Rish, Jim Rish as the chairman of the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations, and he is pushing for a lot of different legislation about those different human rights issues. So those were stories that even though it was a small group, we have one of, you know, we have a delegate working with those. So those were stories that I always tried to, you know, bring that political stance too that people often or people might forget you know U.S. Senator Jim Rich is the chairman of the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations so Idaho does play a role into worldly things. Right whereas many people would probably think that it doesn't. Were those people the the people the protesters when you would cover them were they I guess welcoming to speak to someone who also was a fellow minority? Yeah absolutely those protesters, when they see a journalist go to those events, they were always very grateful that somebody was taking the time to share their story in, in Idaho. Absolutely. 
So one story I wanted to point out from the end of your time at the Statesman was one that explained, this wasn't breaking news, this was, what does it mean to be mentally unfit for trial? And I presume that this related to a court case that had either just happened or was or was going on. What was the reporting like for that and the process for that? That story is something I had worked on for a few months, actually. Me and my fellow coworker, she's also a breaking news reporter at the Idaho Statesman, Alex Brizzy. She and I were covering a lot of crime stories where a defendant in high profile cases like Lori Vallow, or there was a Boise man that was indicted on a federal hate crime for targeting the LGBTQ community. Well, those defendants, both of them had to go a competency evaluation. And so we were seeing their court processes prolong because of that. And so we just thought, you know, maybe we should, well, Alex pitched it to me and she was like, maybe we should do a story explaining about what that process is like in Idaho. And through that process, I found out that Idaho is one of the few states that a person can not, there's not an insanity plea. And I really was not familiar with that process before, but I was able to reach out to the U.S., the Idaho State Department of Health and Welfare, and they were able to put me in touch with their experts that work with defendants and patients in the competency restoration process. So it sounds like you kind of got an education on the fly, which is something that's kind of been a theme for a few of the interviews that we've done recently. So what is what is education on the fly like in a, in a situation like that? Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I love about this job is that it really forces me to learn things that I that are out of my comfort zone that I had never heard about before. But at the same time, a lot of those things affect people on a daily basis or like in the competency evaluation case. So yeah, it's it's kind of intimidating writing about some stuff that I really had, like, especially as a young journalist, I didn't have a lot of experience and it's intimidating writing those stories. But thankfully I, you know, I would just ask my coworkers like, who do I contact to even find out about, you know, this, the housing prices, what's the website? And so I think the key to just uh, learning things on the fly is asking questions to coworkers, mentors. So in your first tour at the Capitol Sun, when you were an intern at the, doing the VOSIS internship, it looks like you got, you really got out there in the field. I'm seeing stories where you talk to faith leaders about abortion, another one about a project researching redlining in the state and the wording in people's housing deeds. The project that you were writing about got legislation changed. What did you do for the Capital Sun and what will you be doing in your new job? Yeah, so I, during my internship, I covered housing and Latino affairs and my internship, it was also very flexible with the kinds of things I could cover. And so I think I will also be taking housing and Latino affairs to my job now with them. But with that, there's going to be a lot of more political reporting, especially now with the legislative session still going on. I've been writing a few political stories that I hadn't ever written about before. I've never, re I've never written a story about the session specifically. So we're going to be seeing a lot more accountability in public affairs and also I'm from North Idaho and at the Idaho Capitol Sun, we try to be as statewide as possible. So I have a few, I have a few story ideas for, for the North Idaho region. So we should mention too that 
the Idaho Capital Sun is part of States Newsroom. We've done other interviews with people from States Newsroom and their kind of comprehensive blanket coverage of the United States state by state. Can you walk us through something you've written that you're particularly proud of? It can be recent or just in general. Yeah, I think this one's a little bit unexpected, but I one of the most fulfilling stories that I ever wrote was a story about prison dogs. <laughs> it was about a local animal shelter. They would place a few dogs at the Idaho Department of Corrections in Boise, and the inmates would train these dogs for a few months. And after they had trained, you know, after they knew tricks and they were okay with their separation anxiety, they would be released back to the animal shelter and put up for adoption. And that was a story that I went to the prison with our visual journalist, Sarah Miller at the Idaho Statesman. And it was just really, it was a really good experience to speak with those prisoners and to speak with the warden about the process. And it really just gave me a lot more insight into the criminal justice system. And that story is something I'm really proud of. And it was really fulfilling to write. Absolutely. Was it something that was particularly well-received community-wise? Yeah, I think it was funny. In a few comments on Twitter, people commented like, oh yeah, my dog, we got him, we adopted him after he went through that same program. And that's that story actually it inspired me so much that I adopted a dog <laughs> because the prisoners in that story they were telling me you know living in prison is really difficult we're away from our families it's you know we don't there's only very limited activities that we can do and having this program gives us a purpose and that was the title of that story and it's true it it, it just it definitely was really heartwarming to write that story and yeah so much that I got a dog <laughs> that's great that's that goes to a question that's coming up about how is being a journalist impacted you but we'll get to that in a, in a second a couple other things first <laughs> what what makes Idaho so interesting to cover Idaho is just it's well first off it's my home state and I initially wanted to leave Idaho because Whenever you read national headlines with Idaho, a lot of it is negative news and that can be discouraging, but there's also, there's so much more to Idaho and there's a lot of really inspiring people in the community. It's a growing state, it's diversifying and it's my home state. So, you know, instead of going through my original plans to leave the state as soon as I graduate college, I, I feel like being a journalist in Idaho is is just so meaningful. How do you come up with your story ideas? You mentioned before that you had a few about the northern part of the state from where you were from. How do you come up with those? Idaho, it's it's a small state, and I I'm come I come from North Idaho, and then I lived in the Treasure Valley, this capital area, for over four years, and so I I feel like Idaho is just one. It feels like just one big hometown to me because I. I have connections in the north in North Idaho and in the in Canyon County there's the Latino community and so I, I get a lot of community insight from that area where I went to college and then now I live in Boise and we have the legislative session right going on and we have the protests here available to me in Boise to cover so I just yeah it's Idaho is just it's it's a, it feels like one giant blah, 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 blah. I can't talk I don't know how to <laughs> Idaho feels like it's just I just feel like I'm well connected and 
I just hear things or I see something on social media and that, that then I look into it and, or I just make a phone call. Being a journalist, you just kind of have to make a phone call to see or to hear someone's perspective. And if it's a story, then it's definitely something I would want to follow up with. Being in Idaho, certainly a very red state. And I'm curious, your experience is there as it relates to trying to do this job. During 2020, during the COVID pandemic and during the 2020 election, I was in college. I went back home to work at a Mexican restaurant while I was doing school fully online. And I just, it was one of like the hardest, like mentally challenging times I would say in my life because I wasn't surrounded by my friends of that age. And North Idaho is a beautiful place to grow up, but you know, me and my siblings were the only brown kids in, in our schools. So it, I didn't have a community up there. And I would say personally, I, Idaho, you know, growing up, I was like, I need to get out of Idaho. And my sister, my older sister, she did move out of Idaho because she felt the same, you know, unwelcomeness that I, I also felt, but, you know, going to college in the Treasure Valley in Southern Idaho, it's a lot more diverse. And I was able to find, you know, a fellow Latino community here. And personally, that part of Idaho is diff was difficult for me to navigate. And as a journalist, I think as a journalist, it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for me to navigate because it's being a journalist, you are just, your job is to tell people what's going on and not, and not get attached to the stories that you're writing about. So there's a lot of stories, of course, that are difficult to write about, but at the end of the day, my mindset as a journalist has made me much stronger that it's made me much stronger than in 2020. My mindset was not where I am now. So I think this industry has definitely made it a lot easier to live here. <laughs> no, that's, that's terrific. So what's the best part of the job? Best part of the job? I think the journalism community and the people that I've met has been the best part of working in journalism. It's just so close-knit. From my internship at the Idaho Capital Sun, and I mean, working here now, and then also my time at the Statesman, a lot of the journalists and my coworkers have become really close friends and mentors. And what's the hardest part? The hardest part? There are definitely hard stories to cover, and um, that's something definitely I encountered doing breaking news at the Idaho Statesman covering crime. It's, there's, you know, it's difficult to see families grieve. It's difficult to see families see their relative go to jail. And I think journalists are human. And so we, we have to cover these things, but, you know, we, we still have sympathy and we, of course, we have to detach that in our writing, but you know, it's 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 definitely a very real thing that journalists have to you know learn how to balance and take care of themselves whenever they have to cover those harder subjects. Certainly, and that's been a theme with people that we've talked to throughout. So you mentioned the dog, getting the dog. How else has journalism? being a journalist impacted you and how you view the world? 
I've just learned so much through this job. Like I said, I've learned so much about the criminal justice system and it's, I think journalism has certainly changed the way I view the world. It's made me a lot more of a critical thinker. And also there's always, there's never just one side to a story. There's always more than one. There's always, um, some more than one person you can make a call and see how it's a, a topic is affecting them and so that's definitely a lesson that I've learned is you know nothing is one-sided and it's definitely made me see people's as human I guess especially covering crime at the doing breaking news I I feel like I had a really limited understanding of criminal justice beforehand and you know, writing stories about prison dogs or writing stories and having to sit through court hearings and see defendants with their families in the back. It, it's definitely made me more just see people as, you know, imperfect and people make mistakes. And, you know, I just, I become more, I guess, empathetic through this work. So you're a young Latina in a red state. You benefited greatly from the VOSIS internship program, which we've talked about briefly. You want to pursue a career in journalism. Who's been an important mentor for you and how did they help you? This question is difficult because there have been so many. Nicole Foy, the founder of the VOSIS, the co-founder of the VOSIS internship, she really helped me. When I first started my internship and when I first started my job at the Idaho Statesman, I, I felt just this overwhelming sense of imposter syndrome and feeling like I was not qualified. And she was just a really great support system and somebody that would just call me and tell me, no, that's a great story idea. Like you have to pursue that. Also Kelsey Mosley Morris, she, I am her predecessor <laughs> at this job at the Idaho Capital Sun. And she, during my internship, and even now she's been somebody that I have been really comfortable asking, you know, all the dumb questions too when I feel like I have a dumb question I'm like Kelsey what's the answer to this and she's just an amazing reporter and she's somebody that I really look up to and then during my time at the Idaho Statesman Hayat Naramini the accountability editor she is one of the other you know BIPOC women in that newsroom and so she was somebody that checked in on me regularly, even though she wasn't my immediate supervisor. She didn't have to do that, but she always, she always checked in on me and made sure, made sure that I felt welcome. And sometimes she did edit my stories and she made sure that those stories were the best that they could be. And so I really appreciate working, I really appreciated working with her and that whole newsroom was amazing, but it's hard to name more than one. There's just so many. I could give you a an essay of all the mentors, but definitely I have a, an amazing group of mentors. So we're going to be talking after we talk to you with Jimena Bustillo of VOSIS. Do you want to give a shout out to the importance of the VOSIS internship program? The VOSIS internship of Idaho has given me the opportunity that I think would have otherwise taken me several years. I think, you know, coming out of college with no journalism experience, if I hadn't done this internship, I would not have known how to start, how to enter into the journalism industry and the connections and the 
newsroom that I was placed into and the experience that I got through this internship was able to, you know, give me a little boost and put me where I am now. And it's, it's equity-driven programs like Wilson's internship at Idaho are really life-changing and, and they're important. And it's, it's great to see, I, it's great when I see they're hiring more interns and I get excited to see more people my age that are also Latino in, in the news. And yeah, I think it's just an amazing program. And one more shout out. The show is called The Journalism Salute. We salute you for your good work and ask that you do likewise. Is there a journalist or journalism organization that you haven't already mentioned that you'd like to salute for their good work? I am going to give a shout out to the investigative reporters and editors, the nonprofit organization. It's I was able to attend one of their conferences, their ritual conferences, and it was a group of just reporters and editors from all across the U.S. with different backgrounds, different beats, and I was able to attend some of their conferences, and they they have also been really helpful. That organization has been really helpful. So big shout out to them and their efforts with promoting diversity and equity also. Mia Maldonado. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Best of luck in your career. We'll we'll certainly be keeping up. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Jimena Bustillo is a multi-platform politics reporter for NPR and the co-founder of the VOSIS Internship Program, along with fellow journalist Nicole Foy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So how did the idea for this program come about? So I grew up in Idaho. I grew up in Nampa, which is about 25 minutes outside of Boise. And Nicole Foy, uh, my co-founder, worked in Idaho for a really long time at the Idaho Press Tribune and the Idaho Statesman. And in our times in Idaho, I went to school there, grew up there, I worked there. We noticed that there seemed to be a disconnect between students that wanted to go into journalism, but didn't know how to find the internship opportunities, the jobs, the entry-level experiences, and newsrooms that wanted to hire from in-state and particularly wanted to hire diverse candidates, they just couldn't find each other. And so we wanted to bridge that gap between the newsrooms that were looking to hire and the students that were looking for opportunities. And I always do credit Nicole Foy. This whole program is her brainchild. She covered Latino affairs in the state. She was the first reporter to make that a beat within the state and is very talented and, and really got close to the community in Idaho. And so that is sort of how this all began. And, and one day we were just like, we're going to do it. We're actually going to start this program. So how long has it been in existence? We will reach one year in a couple of weeks, actually. April 8th is our one-year mark of launching. And in that year, we have had six interns, and we are about to announce our summer cohort as well. And so it has been very fulfilling and exciting to see both the demand from the community, from the newsrooms, from the schools, and the students that proves that this program was indeed necessary in the state and is doing exactly what we knew that it would do. What has the quality of applicants been like? It's been great. You know, I think that sometimes there was a question of whether or not we would be able to find enough candidates or enough students that were interested in journalism and also identified as Hispanic or Latino. However, there has been no shortage of students to pick from. We've turned down applicants every application cycle 
from our very first moment of launching to, you know, like I said, we just made decisions on our summer cohort, and that is news that is upcoming. We've had to turn down students every single time, but the quality is amazing. These students in the state are so talented and very driven, and sometimes they come to us saying that they know they want to be a journalist. They know they want to go in, into media or reporting or producing, but they just don't know how to get the experience or they don't know how to explore those opportunities. Other times they come to us and they say, hey, I love civic engagement. I love researching. I love working with different media. You know, I want to pursue some sort of career in this space, but they're fantastic writers. They, you know, everyone has some sort of smartphone these days, so they know how to work a camera and you learn so many things in your classes that are applicable to journalism that even if you're not a journalism major, you know, you are able to excel in this internship. And the newsrooms have all been very welcoming. In fact, some newsrooms haven't gotten a chance to host an intern yet and we really want to and we want to be able to give that opportunity. But the quality of the candidates is, you know, through the roof. I think personally, I cry <laughs> during like every interview or after every interview because the students are just so inspiring, all their personal stories. A lot of them are first or second generation immigrants as well, sometimes first generation to go to college to really pursue their dreams. And we're just really lucky to also get to talk to them as well and hopefully bring them into our network. And if we can't give them an opportunity, then maybe we know someone who can. And that has just been a really exciting, beautiful thing to be a part of. And Mia, who now I believe is one of is, is on your board, is I presume one of your one of the ones that you're most proud of. Absolutely. I mean, I would say that we're extremely equally proud of all of our interns. Sure. <laughs> it's like parents saying that they don't have a favorite child, but they're all you know they've all succeeded and have created this pipeline for themselves in their own ways. But Mia specifically, she was one of our first that we had in that first summer that we launched last year and she's a really great example because she didn't study journalism she just knew she wanted to go into journalism because it was that perfect intersection of all the things she was interested in she liked talking to people she liked learning she liked writing she liked telling stories she liked researching and she liked being up with current events, which, wow, that is that is a news reporter. <laughs> that is exactly the equation for a news reporter. But the school she went to doesn't offer a journalism major, and she never, she never did it. But she knew she wanted to get into it and was applying for jobs and wasn't getting anything she didn't have newsroom experience. And all we did was give her one 10-week internship and... Shortly after her 10-week internship at the Idaho Capital Sun, she was hired as a breaking news reporter at the Idaho Statesman, a job that she undoubtedly would not have gotten did she not have this internship experience first. And, you know, it's, it's public now, but she's hired back at the Idaho Capital Sun. So very quickly, she's already moving up the ladder of being a general assignment breaking news reporter entry level at the state's biggest news outlet to now working at another news outlet where she originally got her chance and she's covering state politics, which is huge, right? Like she's moving up really quickly and proving that you don't have to be a journalism major to be a good journalist. You don't have to have done all the traditional steps to go into news, um, particularly in a state like Idaho, where not a lot of schools offer journalism degrees, but there's such a rich pool 
of applicants and a growing media market, particularly within Boise, that, you know, both of them need to tap into each other for that. Where do you want this program to be in five years? In five years, I really want it to just be the most solid pipeline ever for Latino Hispanic identifying students in Idaho who want to go into journalism. I think we are already there already on that track. We, almost all of our students have either been hired on to the news outlet where they were interning on, or they have had their internships, they have had their internships extended, or they have been offered standing offers to return after their graduation, which is huge. And we have another intern, Monica Carrillo Casas, who is going to be a part of the Political Journalism Institute in DC for a couple weeks this summer. And that's, you know, incredible opportunities. And we're, you know, seeing our students be able to move up into actual jobs, which is the goal here. So in five years, I want us to have more interns. I want us to have the capacity to bring on more students so we don't have to say no to so many students that are qualified, are deserving, are talented, so we don't have to nitpick. But I also want the ability to recruit more within schools. We, as a board, spend a lot of time going into classrooms, going into groups like Camp, Alas, Oela, uh, that are college campus groups affiliated with Latino and Hispanic identifying students and making that on the ground recruitment that quite frankly, newsrooms just don't have time or bandwidth for. And so we are able to do that. We are able to tap into that community. I want to go further. Um, you know, eventually I think we want to become our own standing nonprofit. We're currently fiscally sponsored by a wonderful organization based out of Garden City. Um, but I think eventually we want to, you know, really become our own, maybe even hire someone part-time because this is a lot of work and I'm a full-time journalist on our board is either a full-time journalist, a full-time public relations specialist. That That is what we do. We have parents on the board. We have very busy people on our board that are giving their time very graciously to this effort. And, you know, eventually we, we don't want to burn ourselves out either in the process of making this an incredible program in the state. And lastly, how can someone get more involved? There are definitely a couple ways. We have been very fortunate to get charitable donations from not just across the state of Idaho, but across the country. We have had donations from folks in California, from folks in D.C., where I'm based out of. Uh, we also received a grant through the Enya Fund for Latinas in Journalism, which is through the Philadelphia Foundation. And so if anyone wants to support, I really encourage going to our website, voicesinternship.com, and you know, applying, giving giving a donation, giving a recurring donation, even if it's just five or ten dollars a month, it really adds up and it makes a the other thing too is you know, being able to connect these students with the broader journalism community and the having mentors for them. We're always looking out for folks who want to come and talk during workshops, folks that have ideas about how to build this out, out and up even further, so they can always get in touch with us also via our website in that way as well. So that's, that's the best way to get involved. And the more that there is involvement in programs like this, particularly in states like Idaho, the better just the news ecosystem is going to be, the more that we're going to be able to facilitate careers and opportunities for students and 
the more we're able to build that pipeline, not just for Latino and Hispanic identifying students, but really it's a bottom-up approach that then these internships and these, these opportunities in these new zones are then known to their peers and talked about and connections are made and networks are branched out. And we're really excited to see that happening. Was there anything else that you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say? I think the one thing that we are really trying to hammer in right now as we're you know continuously doing outreach and promotion of the program is that people don't think of Idaho as a place where there is a lot of diversity. And that is just not true. My high school was 50% Latino. There is a very large refugee population in multiple parts of the state. There is diversity within a state that is rural and traditionally known for being white, housing, extremist ideals, being very remote and there's more to it than that. And that's one thing that we really do want to highlight in this process is it's a state that is naturally overlooked in a wide variety of ways, particularly in the journalism and media scene. You know, even when I tell people that I'm from Idaho and I got a degree at Boise State, people are surprised by that. They have questions. They want to know how that happened. And quite frankly, it's honestly a little insulting. You know, it should not be that way. There are many talented students of all backgrounds within the state that have incredible experiences and a lot of bandwidth. And so this program is really also highlighting that writ large is I didn't go to a J school. I didn't get a journalism degree. I'm doing fine for myself, but I'm also very lucky. And a state like Idaho, when it comes to programs like this, is under-resourced and it's underserved and it's really ignored. And so we are out here to also debunk that and show that we have a very talented journalism ecosystem. We have very talented students, all backgrounds. You know, we have more than what is usually portrayed on national news outlets. As someone that works for one, I will stand by that statement. Jimena Bustia, thank you for taking the time to join us. This is exactly the kind of program we want to promote and support, and we appreciate and we'll be following the work that you do. Thank you. Thank you. VOSIS Internship of Idaho is an equity-driven internship program that strives to bring in new and needed voices to Idaho's news landscape by opening doors for young Latino Idahoans to get professional paid experience to kickstart their careers. For more information, go to their website, vosisinternship.com. That's V-O-C-E-S internship.com. Thank you for listening to the Journalism Salute. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can find us on Twitter at JournalismPod, and you can email us at JournalismSalute at gmail.com.